baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. 860-522-9842. Hang on, you got to hear this. This is pretty good stuff. Now, Ron DeSantis has done something very cruel. Yeah, it's horrible. It's really horrible because what he did was he sent a bunch of migrants to Martha's Vineyard. The season's over! <laughs> <laughs> Are you, like, nuts? <laughs> it's after Labor Day. It's after September. That's Tim Dillon with his take on the outrage. That's what he's outraged about. You can't send them to a fancy resort island when the action has subsided. He said that's not the vibe anymore. You need pumpkin lattes and Halloween and no more <laughs> swimming. Uh, let's talk to Addie calling from West Hartford. Hello, Addie. Todd, how are you this afternoon? Thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Um, well, I'm sitting here thinking that people should be very much aware that there is a very important Board of Education meeting tonight in West Hartford. Tonight? Board of Ed? What are they discussing? Oh, anything but the issues at hand that people have brought to the table. Um, uh, tonight, they're just... Uh, bringing in the nutritional services and uh, voting on those things when they should be concentrating on uh, the issues at hand, which have been brought to them since February of uh, finances and uh, cronyism. But more importantly, people need to realize that they brought forward a motion after the entire summer when they could have fixed these problems. The best they could come up with was a motion to further silence people, mm -hmm. and to that was what it was called—the moment, the motion to further <laughs> no, silence. No, it wasn't called that. Of course, that they'd never be that honest. <laughs> <laughs> now, what? <laughs> tell us what exactly to... is what? What exactly is going on that's problematic? Well, um, in the motion, they want to keep people to the agenda that is at hand. Um, and any other subject needs to wait until the end. To be You're up. saying what they've put on the agenda. They want to be able to control the discussion and not Basically, have spontaneous... they only want to give 21 minutes, and then everything has to be the agenda. Everything else has to wait to the end. And the funny part is, last week, during the meeting, uh, Board of Education member Nezarella said, sometimes we're here until 8.30. I don't want to be here until 8.30 listening to people. This is the same member who wanted $100,000 of the budget for a PR campaign. Um, so that, that was quite interesting. And um, the other part of that motion, which we know the Board of Education in West Hartford is renowned for not uh, speaking on the second part of a policy or a motion is to give more power to the chairperson 
to remove people who they deem as uh, interruptive. Now, the problem with that is that our current chairperson, Dr. Farquharson, interrupted an Ethiopian immigrant uh, who was speaking at the podium by flailing on her gavel to keep him quiet. Um, she herself interrupted somebody speaking. and that's All right, but Addie, I feel like you're not getting to the meat of what might be on people's minds. So, so well, the- on pe- uh, what's on people's mind is there is a lot more uh, going on in our school systems. Uh, there's financial discrepancies. There's hiring problems. Um, we The Board of Education already has four lawsuits against them. Uh, one is for a, a historical sexual abuse uh, history. Let me let me just try to jump start this a little bit, so because I I feel like what you're saying is the the board of education is not responsive to citizens, and it doesn't Absolutely want to not. be responsive to citizens. It wants to box the citizens out so that the meetings go faster and they can make the decisions with quick phone calls or texts without oh, interference absolutely. from citizens. Absolutely. You hit the the nail on the head right there, Todd. Um, people have been uh, looking for answers for many things. Uh, we have a family who tragically lost their daughter on the premises of a middle school in this town, and all they want is answers. And they have tried every avenue to get those answers, and they are being met with uh, just walls, absolute walls of silence. We are told email. Emails are not answered. We are told, come to the meeting, but we don't want to listen to you. And even uh, the Board of Education member, Ari Steinberg, stated that our children are safer in the schools than they are at home. Uh, You know, just absolutely ridiculous carry on and these these issues could be addressed and they don't want to instead they want to come back with motions that were not made public but doesn't it seem in this story you're referring to specifically about the the girl who died in a school is what i understand the Mm -hmm. the um they don't want to discuss it specifically they don't want to have a conversation they don't want anyone to know it happened they don't want it to be written about in the newspaper or talked about here on the radio and you you guys want to know why right not only do we want to know why we want to know why they don't want to reach out to the family and give them answers why is there this sense of you it's a, and us. It's a public cover-up, but also a private transgression, where they're, they're not, they normally like to at least put big poses on about how much they care about people and their suffering. And in this case, from what I've heard, there is uh, silence going on from the town to its grieving citizens. And there, there always is silence with this town. Uh, they do not want to address any of the concerns of parents. There is... Um, rampant abuse in the schools, uh, the amount of complaints about sexual harassment, about sexual abuse, um, bullying in the schools, it is just off the charts, and no parent gets any answers. And now you, they, you've lived in town for a while? Um, I'm an immigrant. I, uh, my children are first generation. I'm a green card holder. I moved here 30 years ago, and I've been a parent in this district for 15. By the time my youngest is out, 
It'll be 24 okay, years. Okay, so I asked that just to establish that you can see a pattern, perhaps, oh. that, that you're saying things are getting are going in a certain direction of the government being less uh, collaborative with with voters. That's what you're well, seeing? Absolutely, and, and that's the hypocrisy. Uh, they constantly say, we want to collaborate with parents. We want parents on all these subcommittees that they set up. Yet parents are the last ones to know. Residents are the last ones to know. And residents are quite happy to pay the high taxes for an excellent education and to have our children safe within the school and to be listened to and to feel that we are being listened to and that our contributions are being met with respect and open ears. And in the 30 years I've been living here and the, all the times that I've been a parent, I have seen such a decline in any willingness to meet parents halfway. To quote um, an assistant superintendent, he described parents as insignificant. He said our contributions were irrelevant and we had no rights to know about finance. That's nice language. All right, Addie, hold on one second. Addie's calling from West Hartford and complaining about the Board of Education and how the school system is run. We're going to take a quick break. We'll wrap up with Addie and move on to some other things. Leora Levy's coming in in, uh, I think, 15 or 20 minutes. A lot of good stuff coming your way on WTIC. news you need for your day and the sports music and podcasts you love are all on the free odyssey app download it now we're talking to addy who called in to complain about the way the west hartford board of education has been handling business she says they're not interested in the input of the people and they're trying to box people out so they can make their decisions on their own anything else you want us to know addy I just want to encourage people that even if you don't want to speak, believe me, this is difficult for me, and going to that podium is difficult. Why? Why is it difficult? Because you know that you are being met with just a wall of resentment and hostility. Uh, silence and hostility. Yes, absolutely hostility. Um, but I would encourage parents, and as I am an immigrant, I am speaking to the high population of immigrants in this town who have come to this country and believe still in the fact that you can have a dream, and if you work hard, you can achieve that dream. And our children have the privilege and the rights that that affords for us coming here. Um, we still believe in it. And Addie, do you we, see what your the the experience that you're having in West Hartford, where you say they've become very authoritative and anti-democratic, is that something you see as part of a larger trend, or is this idiosyncratic to West Hartford? Well, now I can only speak from my own experience. Yeah, well, and you're an American and you're an immigrant, so that's what I, I wanted am, to, to draw I'm, I'm on a little bit. I'm from Ireland, so, you know, quite restrictive up until recent years, uh, recent generations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does exist, but what I find interesting about West Harford is that there is a dichotomy to West Harford. We tout liberal uh, ideology and we say we're very progressive and we're very open yet we're not 
and I speak um, about the municipality, about the government in town, and about, you know, just the, if you were born and raised here, sometimes if you've never ventured out of this town, which a lot of the people who have the position and power never have, um, but that's what's interesting about the. It's, it's quite insular. That's what's uh, interesting about the dynamic that you're pointing out, because this anti-democratic instinct seems to be universal now in the Democratic Party in the state and and uh, largely across the country, where they're being separated from their commitment to democratic values. The Democratic Party no longer has an interest in democratic values like involving people in the decision-making of their government and being authoritative. Those things are anti-democratic. They are, but um, because I don't involve myself in partisan politics one way or the other, I see good and bad on both sides, to be honest well, with there's you. Well, no, there's no doubt. Um, and there was always an element of we are in this position, we have the power, um, slightly, but over the years I have seen it has become flagrant and blatant. It, it has just increased to the point where you cannot ignore it. Well, that's what um, makes uh, that that's what makes this era particularly problematic in this state because there's one party rule in the state. So Republicans yeah. aren't going to be particularly authoritative when they get little pockets of power because they're the exception. True. And and. Uh, it, there needs to be pushback against one-party rule because it leads to these kinds of outcomes you're describing. Uh, exactly, and and that goes for, it doesn't matter which party it is. The longer they're in power, the more comfortable they get with their authority and their position of power. Yeah, I think um, that's what we're seeing because that's this yeah. is how the state government acts. The way you're describing okay. is yeah. the kind of contempt that and condescension that the state government has for the people who pay the bills. And that, that's what it comes down to. We, the people, pay your, your salary. We pay the bills. We give most of the money that goes to education in this town. 98% of it, it comes from our pocket, whether it's state or federal taxes mm -hmm. or town taxes. And we deserve a voice. And our children, we are the voice of our children. So to come out with sweeping statements that our children are safer in schools, in this town when they clearly are not it's just outrageous yes but i think the more outrageous thing is not the occasional stupid comment that somebody makes but more the the um attitude those... the attitude of the power structure towards those who are mm -hmm. right are rightfully in charge of that power the people own the power it's on loan to uh, representatives in a representative government and if those people are transgressing they should be thrown out and everybody regardless of party as you point out should be looking to correct that situation absolutely i totally agree with you but i think because uh, people have gotten comfortable like i said that we're in charge we're in power these statements are becoming more common yes place. And there was a time where nobody would make such an outrageous statement or make an outrageous statement of, I don't want to be here listening to you people this late at night. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, you took that chair. You yes. Took the vote. That's you the torture it. of those positions. You have to listen. That's your job. You have to listen. And you will listen to us because we, the people, are, what, are who put you there. <laughs> Addie, thank you so much for calling in and filling us in. I appreciate it. 
thank you, Todd, so much for listening to me. And I hope to see everybody turn out at the BOE to support, you know, people and their children and residents. That's tonight. Board of Education meeting in West Hartford. Eddie is talking about, I believe. And this is, uh, I think this is an epidemic that's going on, certainly in the state. As I said, because Democrats are, are kind of running wild now with the sense that it matters not how abusive they are. They can do whatever. This is what they think. They can do whatever they want. From the governor on down, they can lie as blatantly as they want. They can manipulate. They can be disdainful and dismissive of people. They can run cover stories of, uh, oh, we love your input. Come down. Come by my office and drop in. And then you go by and you find out there's no door on the office. You can't get in. They won't even tell you where the office is. You can't call. Those kinds of things. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Good Tuesday afternoon. Leora Levy will be here in a minute. Candidate for U.S. Senate. Emily calling from West Hartford. Hi, Emily. Hi. I'm calling um, just uh, to say something um, in regards to what Addie had said regarding Mm -hmm. the Board of Ed in West Hartford. And... um, so it is very true that the Board of Ed doesn't listen, but also I found it very humorous um, that they didn't want to stay there until 8.30 to discuss important things. How late do you think the teachers are working <laughs> all the time? Yeah, that's a and, good point. Yeah, and then the other thing that I wanted to say um, is he was feeling that parents didn't have any say, and that might be true. However, compared to the teachers, parents have all the say, and everybody, uh, you know, caters to the parents and the administration, and um, that's really what I wanted to say. Are you a teacher, Emily? 
<laughs> yes, I am. Mm. Oh, and and you find that your experiences in the classroom, when you have something you want to go back to management about, that they they're not interested. Pretty much, that's true. Yes. Has it always been that um, way, or is that a recent development? Um, it it has gotten worse, much worse. So I wouldn't say that it has always been that way, but it has been that way for quite some time, continually changing to being worse. Less responsive as time goes on. Do you have a Do you have a theory as to why? I I don't. Um, I think um, everybody is just scared and angry of everything and I think that there just is too much going on that people are trying to blame schools for it and so therefore things are the teacher's fault which isn't what Addie was saying at all but um, but that's what you think is the that the um, the heat there's so much heat in the marketplace of ideas around schools right now that absolutely. teachers find themselves the focal point. Yes, absolutely. That's very interesting, uh, Emily. Thank you for uh, thank you for sharing your opinion. I appreciate hearing from you, and I, I hope we'll hear from you again. Joining us now, Leora Levy. She's the Republican nominee running for U.S. Senate. Hello, Leora. Hi, Todd. How are you? Nice to have you back. We haven't talked in a couple of weeks. What's been going on in the campaign? Well, the campaign is going really well. I love traveling our state, meeting voters from all different backgrounds and all and many different parts of our state. And they all have one thing in common, and that's they are ready for change. They don't like what the policies that are making their lives unaffordable, the the problems in the schools that I, I gather you were just discussing, yes. the invasion at the border. Those are all all the issues that are driving this election. Also, the rising crime. Don't forget the crime. Um, and and voters are ready to change their leadership. They know that if they want to change the policies, they must change the leaders. What's your take on why the the leaders need to be changed? You expect in a healthy system that whoever's in charge, they would see that things aren't going right, and they would start to adjust their behavior to accommodate the voices that are voicing dissatisfaction. And yet there seems to be a, a one-way street where uh, elected officials just keep driving the way they're going, no matter what people say or how many people get run over. Well, I think ultimately they have to be held accountable for the fact that they are promoting policies that are harming our country that are harming our children, that that policies that make life unaffordable here in Connecticut especially, but nationwide we, we are hearing the same thing. People have to make this hard choices, fill the tank or feed my family. Mm-hmm. We live in the Northeast. Winter is coming. There is a historic shortage of home heating oil, natural gas. Our electric prices are among the highest in the country. There was an article yesterday, the day before, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal, that said electricity prices are expected to go up 30 to 40 percent. Yeah, the numbers they're projecting are just outrageous. I don't understand how people are going to be able to afford it. I don't either, and I'm very worried about that. 
and that's why I'm running. We must change the policy. We must change the direction of our country. Do you think, I, I believe that everybody in the, in the state of Connecticut feels the oppressive weight of big government and non-responsive government. And yet, I don't know if people quite understand exactly what the dynamics are. Like you were saying, the structural uh, high price of energy in Connecticut, which is the result of government policy, of public policy. They have deliberately made things more expensive. This is just one example. But I cite it because it can be a hard thing for the average person to get their, their head around. That's, that is correct. But again, if you want a different result, if you want to change the policy, you must change the leaders. It, it's a fundament, there's a fundamental difference in, in belief and in ideology. Freedom, free markets versus socialism and controlled government controlled markets. That never works out well. We can see examples throughout history and throughout the world that does not work well for, for the, the individual person. We're talking to Leora Levy. She's the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate, challenging Dick Blumenthal. I like what you're suggesting, though, that people don't have to actually figure it out. All you have to figure out is, guess what? Democrats control everything here. and. Yeah everything's hurting regular working people. So you don't have to think it through, except let's get rid of the people who are doing this to us. That's correct. Let's, let's try a different policy. We have an example just from a, two short years ago, before Biden was inaugurated in the, under the Trump administration, we had record low energy prices. Mm-hmm. We, we had record high in rates of employment for every single group, whether it was women, young, young people, African Americans, Hispanics, you name it. Record high rates of employment. We were not only, not only did we have low energy prices, but we were a net exporter of energy. It's quite a remarkable turnaround. Energy, the border, international affairs. Yeah, it, there's been an implosion, it seems, Leora. Yes, and it's happened very quickly. So we can change. We can, we can fix things. But you need different leadership with, a, with different, a different view of the world and of, of what makes life better and affordable for people. What is the message that you feel people understand the best and really respond to the best of the ones that you deliver? And have you been surprised by anything that people care a lot about? Well, no, because I'm not surprised because you know, I'm upset and I'm affected. We all are affected by, by inflation of eight and a half percent which or eight point three percent which Biden thinks is no inflation <laughs> he thinks if it didn't go up back to nine that means there's no inflation <laughs> no that's not the case we still have eight point three percent inflation eggs are up forty percent I eat eggs every morning I can't believe the price of eggs milk is up sixteen point six percent everything we buy is more expensive and and it hurts 
everybody. Yeah, it's re- it's remarkable how visceral that stuff is, and how and it, it's so obviously dangerous for the Democrats that even the president just misrepresents reality as a way to dodge it. He pretends that inflation didn't go up last month. Well, he lives in a bubble, as does my opponent, Dick Blumenthal. I wonder when the last time he pumped his own gas was. I pumped my gas a couple times a week, maybe three. You know, it depends how far I'm driving. Well, you do but a lot of driving, I suspect. I do a lot of driving now. And you know what? He is so out of touch. I bumped into him in Brooklyn, Connecticut, up uh-huh. near the Massachusetts border at the Brooklyn Fair a couple of weeks ago. I drove four hours in traffic for what should have been an hour and a half drive. Mm-hmm. When I bumped into him, he lives in the same town I do. I said to him, so, Dick, how long did it take you to get here? He said, oh, no time at all. I said, really? Didn't you hit all the traffic? Oh, no, no traffic. I said, what did you do, fly? He said, yes. That's out of touch. <laughs> he doesn't know what the rest of us go through. He, d- I asked, he I didn't said, hit any traffic. traffic. <laughs> you know, here he is with these socialist green dreams, you know, the... Yes. Mansion Cinema build inflation back better bill that's supposed to address climate change, which won't do anything to reduce inflation and will not do anything to reduce climate change, but will provide a slush fund for the Energy Department and a bank in the EPA and 87,000 new IRS agents. Think of it. The Yukon football stadium holds 40,000 people. They've just hired 87,000 IRS agents to investigate and harass American citizens, uh, small businesses. They say it for millionaires and billionaires. There aren't enough of them. There aren't that many. That's like a uh, that's like a one-to-one ratio or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so this is what my opponent is is pushing is is voting for is inflicting on the families of connecticut when i get to washington i will vote to end the spending we will defund those eighty-seven thousand agents we will not fund a bank in the epsa or a slush fund in the energy department remember Solyndra? that didn't work out too well yes all right leora anything else you want us to know yes well I'm very concerned about what's happening now with education. I'm sure everybody heard about the assistant principal in the Costco school who discriminates when he hires. He discriminates against Catholics, conservatives, anyone over 30. Who knew 30 was over the hill? I mean, really. (laughs) So he does that in order to hire teachers who will indoctrinate our children to be progressive in their thinking for the rest of their lives. Well, our children go to school to be educated with real... Not to be brainwashed. Not to be brainwashed, exactly. I heard Yesterday, I heard a story of one of the private schools here. I'm sorry, Leora, hold on one second. Let me just get a break in, and then we'll hear that story from Leora Levy on WTIC. Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, we're talking to Leora Levy. She was just getting into the Greenwich secret tape situation. Go ahead, Leora. Yes, yeah, so, so in, 
as we were saying, that this assistant principal was discriminating. And I stood up. I called a press conference. I had somewhere between 100 and 150 parents standing behind me and about seven or eight cameras in front of me. And we called, we called him out. We called out any school system that is, is discriminating in order to indoctrinate our children. Our children need to learn traditional subjects of history and math and reading and civics and American exceptionalism. In, here in Greenwich, I learned yesterday that in one of the private schools, they've eliminated history from the second grade curriculum. They replaced history with a course on activism. What in the world do second graders need a course on activism for? What is that? I don't know what that is. I have no idea. Parents have a really tough job today. And, and you know, I, I just don't understand what's happening in the schools. I also am very concerned. Another private school in Greenwich. So it's not just the public schools. It's private also. They are, they are teaching kids in eighth grade when they are ready to have sex. Now, that is not the school's business. You know, we don't let our kids drink until they're 21. We don't let them vote until they're 18, and we don't let them drive until they're 16. But we think kids at young ages should make decisions about their gender and sex that could irreversibly alter the, the course of their lives and their bodies. Does that make sense? Well, Does it's inva it's invading the, the space that parents are worry about. It's it's taking over space that parents are supposed to occupy. Of course, that is a family decision. It is the parents' decision. These are our parent children, not the government, and it is not up to the schools to make those decisions for the parents. So I will always stand for parents. I am a mother. I raised three sons here in Connecticut, and I would never have have tolerated that, frankly. And I feel very, I, I, I really think parents today have a much harder job than I had when I was raising my boys. Oh, yeah, I think it gets tougher all the time, no question. All right, well, Liara, anything you want to tell people before you go? Well, I'd like them to go to my website, liara4ct.com, and learn more, if they'd like to learn more about me, and also, you know, it, it costs a lot of money to run a, a, a very aggressive campaign, which is what I'm doing. So anything they could do, if they could support my, my efforts, I'd be very grateful. It's Leora4CT.com. And I wanted to let them know that I will be traveling the state. I, I will be in Bridgeport and Westport tonight. And let's see, the rest of the week. I will be in Harwinton, I'll be in Cheshire, I'll be in Haddam and Colchester area this weekend. So I hope to see people. I hope they'll come out and, and meet me. And uh, just thank you for having me. I love coming on, Todd. Please do invite me back. Anytime, Leora Levy, thank you so much. Thank you. Leora Levy, Republican nominee. Thank you, you too, Leora. Leora is the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate running against Dick Blumenthal. And people are always asking about Leora and how she sounds and how she's doing, and, and there you have it. There's the update. It, this, it, the things she's talking about, the things that we face, we should not have to be facing. 
and there's this um, dynamic of people, you know, these gradual changes going on, and and uh, suddenly you become aware of pieces of it, and over time it becomes this monumental change. But you don't really have a chance to to vote on it. You don't really get asked about it until we get to the point where we're looking at it right now. We say the world's out of control. And I think Leora's right what she says. You just have to vote differently, vote for change, and make something new happen. All right, we're going to talk more after we get a news update. Let's start off with a traffic report. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.